Welcome to the Peak RFP Podcast. My name is Luke Husel. I am a board-certified physical therapist specialized in orthopedics. And I am joined today by Dr. Randy Meredith, who is a fellowship-trained total joint specialist with Legend Orthopedics here in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking, uh, continuing on our total knee replacement series. This is post-op week one to post-op week two. And so uh, let's get to it. Dr. Meredith, good to see you. Welcome. Great. Thanks for having me. All right. So we just want to keep talking about the, uh, the total knee patient. They are now post-op day seven. They've got their first week, and we're going to talk about what it is like for them through that day 14, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, we tend to see here is this is going to be maybe the peak of their swelling pain, discomfort. Uh, Talk about that a minute. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, what happens is right after the surgery, uh, whether it's outpatient, overnight in the hospital, things like that, they really don't swell right away. It takes time. Uh, Pain-wise, we do lots of things, obviously, as we talked about in the last podcast, to control their pain. So that stuff starts to usually wear off about day two or three. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the swelling will start. They're at home. They're up. They're walking. They're doing things. Some of them are sitting, hanging their leg down more than they probably should be, or trying to overdo it, things like that. The leg, knee, the whole thing will start to swell, start to become more painful. And um, I'm sure you guys see that. For sure. For sure. You know, we are educating these first two weeks it's about swelling control gentle range of motion and it's a little bit of surviving Mm -hmm. i I, i'm not interested in getting to 120 degrees of knee flexion right i i i want to get the swelling down and get some comfortable range of motion going get that quad muscle firing with those quad sets and make sure the knee extension is looking good. That is that knee straightness, knee flattening ability. So let's talk about that. In that seven to 14 days, what's the range of motion that patients, you know, kind of want to be at? Uh, You know, I want to be zero to 90, if I can, Mm -hmm. with swelling, getting controlled and quad waking up. Tell me your thoughts on What do you want the look of that knee when you see them at post-op week two? Well, I agree with that completely. The bottom line is is that you really want to work on getting the leg all the way straight. And you want to get as close to 90 as you can. But we don't really control or concentrate too much on trying to, like you said, get to 120, 130 degrees. It puts too much pressure on their incision. And so for me, the first two weeks, I I try to have them concentrate on getting it straight. You want to get it moving because you want the tissues to get used to kind of that movement, that moving, like you said, waking those muscles up. But we don't want to put too much pressure on the wound because the number one thing for me in the first two weeks is to get that wound healed up. Yeah, sure. We don't want any wound complications, wound infections, anything like that. On the PT side, we we always say motion is lotion, motion is medicine. But what we talked about last time is good motion. That's Correct right. motion, balanced motion, right. not not these extremes of doing nothing right. or hammering it and causing all that swelling. So right. so again, hopefully if we're doing a good job on our side. We're educating them to what kind of range of motion are we looking for, right. and and then also the intensity that they're working so that we don't 
we let that tissue heal up while we're keeping it moving. Agree. Super. I mean, important. I think it's important what you said. It's a gentle range of motion in that first couple of weeks. You slowly work on moving it, slowly work on getting it bent a little bit more, things like that, just to get the knee used to being moving, right? It's going to be swollen. They're going to have some bleeding, things like that. And all that's going to come to light. As the swelling gets worse, it becomes a little harder to move it. So we do we work on the swelling control, work on getting the wound healed, things like that. Once we get the wound healed up and we get their either their staples or their zip line off or, or whatever they may have, uh, then it's time to start concentrating a little bit more aggressively yep, on that's the motion. Right. Yeah. Let's let's talk about staples or zip stitch. Uh, you know, we see that that's been a, a neat little thing that mm-hmm. we've seen. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, some people will have staples. Some mm-hmm. people will have uh, the zip stitch. That's you right. want to talk about what the the why maybe there? Sure. Everybody's every surgeon's a little bit different on their criteria for who they use those on. I, I like. I like to use the staples on more of my higher risk patients. Somebody I'm a little bit worried about the swelling or I'm a little bit worried about their skin. Uh, Maybe they're a little thin. You get a little better closure with those? You get a little stronger closure with the staple, Mm -hmm. yeah. So somebody Mm -hmm. who's on chronic blood thinners, things like that, that they really can't come off of, I'll put staples in those people. But for the majority of the people, this new zip line that's come out, is uh, it's really nice. It, it, It does not go into the skin at all. So we close them up with sutures under the skin. Then we put Dermabond over the top, which is like a super glue on mm. the incision. And then the zip line is basically an adhesive that goes on the side of that. And it gives a little extra stability to hold that skin together over two weeks while it heals up. At the end of two weeks, we literally peel it off like a Band-Aid. Yeah. So there's nothing in the skin. It cuts down on the scarring a little bit. It's very nice. But again, I don't think every patient is appropriate for that. And that's who we kind of pick and choose sure. who we're going to do that on. Sure. So, again, for you patients out there, you know, in that, you know, first week, moving to the second week, one of those things is typically you're going to be seeing your surgeon, uh, the surgeon's office somewhere around that two-week time to get those staples out. And that's where, you know, they're looking at your basic wound check. How's your range of motion? How's your swelling? Hopefully you've been in physical therapy for a week. You know, I mean, I, I know that's I right. want to see them early, and I know you want to have them again, educated and moving appropriately early. So hopefully, in my mind, you've been with your physical therapist for a week. Yeah, for us, I I usually tell the patients that I like for them to be in therapy somewhere between uh, two to four days after the surgery. right. You bet. You bet. Okay, here's a a, a good little discussion point. I had this with with a gentleman the other day. He is about probably, you know, post-op day eight or nine, something like that, and he's doing fine, but I noticed when he came into the clinic that he's he's just a little light. He just looks like he is tired out, you know, his color's not great and things, and of course, I took his vitals, and they were fine, and then as I was talking with him, he, he hadn't been eating, like, anything, right, and so we talked about, hey, when you're in pain, your appetite is inhibited. When you're taking pain medicine, your your appetite gets inhibited. It's important that for you as a patient in that week one and moving forward that you actually concentrate on your nutrition, your hydration, because if you don't have anything in the tank, you can't you can't work. You can't you can't heal. Absolutely. You can't exercise. <clears throat> Absolutely. And so let's talk about uh, you know, Jen. Again, just maybe some of the things you've seen uh, on that side. So I think or? your overall nutrition comes down to play a lot in this, right? Especially when we're talking about wound healing, preventing right. infections, things like that. Your stamina, your ability to do your physical therapy, to sure. do your exercises at home, all that's very important. 
some people will see anesthesia will kind of hit them hard and mm-hmm. and yeah some people will literally lose their appetite after that i've seen that occasionally mm-hmm. um and some people it's a real problem but the more you can do to try to eat a well-balanced uh diet uh, maybe take some supplements, insure those kind of right. things to keep your calories up right. that will help you in those first two weeks. I think it's important. You know, one of the things, of course, the, the reason that we're doing this podcast is to get patients to have a real good sense of what to expect, what they're going into. And so this is something you could talk to your primary care guy uh, to say, you know, hey, uh, what's okay for me? Like, can I can I take boost? Do I need to have low calorie stuff, whatever, but maybe you have some of that stuff ready to go because that nutrition, and it really doesn't hit you those first three, four, five days, but you start to stack up a few more days of not eating well, and you get into that one week to two weeks, and you're low and struggling, so that's just one more thing that patients can be aware of. Right. You're starting to dread your physical therapy and things because it's just hard on you. All right. We've talked about range of motion, kind of what we're looking for. We want to be as close to flat zero. We talked about about 90 degrees of knee bend, getting the swelling down, moving better. Um, You know, people are, a lot of people are on a walker still. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I tend to tell them, you know, you're probably on that walker for about two weeks. Of course, you got some people that'll be a little bit different, um, but we're probably still on a walker here. Weight bearing is tolerated. Um, I, I don't feel like I'm usually moving people to a cane until that third week post-op. But, but you know, that's not that's not really true. It might be day 10. They're moving great. Let's get them on a cane. That's sure. fine. Yeah. So, you know, you might have a cane. You might be on a walker here for, for getting around. Sure. Um, okay. Maybe yeah, like- I tell the patients for the most part, when it comes to how long you're on a walker for me, it really becomes um, safety and stability. Right. So when your quad wakes up, if you find you're carrying your walker around more than you're using it, it's probably time to go to a cane. Yeah. Whether that happens at seven days, two weeks, four weeks, everybody's different. That's their right. Their age, their strength, their motivation, how their knees react, and all of those things are different. And so I tell them a lot of times to talk to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to the therapist. Yep. Find out if he thinks you're able to go to a cane yet yeah. or not. Yeah, you know, your, your PT, of, of course, wants the best correct safe mobility correct and so we're going to make all those adjustments and if you can get there sooner fine it's not a speed game right you know that idea that getting there faster means something is garbage right you know so getting there correctly is what we want to do right all right last piece last piece and then we'll wrap this up i tell this to patients all the time don't talk to your sister don't talk to your best friend who had this knee replacement done because they're going to tell you the worst case scenario, or they're going to tell you my knee didn't swell, or I was playing golf at two weeks, and sure. you know. So I say, talk to your therapist, talk to your surgeon. What do yeah. you What do you got on that? A hundred percent. I tell my patients, don't ever compare yourself to your neighbor, your friend, your family member, anything like that. Don't even compare one knee to the other knee. Mm, for sure. Every single person is different. The way you react, the way you swell, the way you have it done. All those things are different. Just because somebody does great or poorly doesn't mean you're going to. You bet. So we give them the this, this statistics on, on things, and, and all we can do is do the surgery, do the therapy, control the ice, control the swelling as best we can, and and, and get them there. Uh, you're exactly right. It's not a race. Right. But we want to get their motion good, and I tell For patients sure. all the time, you get your motion, the strength will come, right. and you'll be happy. Yeah, 100%. No, you nailed it. Okay, good stuff. Well, listen, on our next episode, we're going to take folks from post-op week two, maybe out to post-op week four. Uh, And so tune in for the next episode uh, to get into that. Dr. Meredith, good to be with you. Thanks. Thank you, man.